In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again The champion must Everybody and welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Sean Donnelly, joined by my co-host Andy Fury. Hey, buddy. Hey, everybody. How you doing, pal? I'm good, man. Coming off a hot live show. Uh, so coming off a hot live show. If you came out to the Fat Black Pussycat to see us uh, last week, it was it was a barn burner. I yeah. would say. Thank you to everyone who came out. I think we got a, a lot of new fan people coming up. I'm going to listen now. That was really cool. Yes. So it, thank you. It's actually a good tool for promotion. Yeah. It's always getting to the point now where like everybody, everything's digital. But now when you do live stuff, it's almost like a thing where people yeah, are like, hey, these, these live things are kind of, kind of old fashioned and cool. Yeah, yeah, super fun. I loved it. So thank uh, you. Yeah, it was a great if time. If you don't know what happened, it was awesome. We, we talked Halloween movies. You know, we're in the month of Halloween. We had... I, like it, it, we had a murderer's row of guests. Yeah, we had 27 we, Yankees. We had like one of my comedy idols is like Ron Bennington, who's a r- radio guy who's yep. just uh, like actually legend. He's in he's in comedy uh, radio hall of fame probably. Oh yeah. Uh, Sal Volcano from uh, Impractical Jokers, known for years. And then our big, big, big one was Amy Schumer decided to drop an in. actual movie star. Yes, an actual movie star. It was up to the to the 18th hour, whatever they call it. What, what does it call? They call it when it's right at the last minute. Like um, we weren't sure she was going to come. 24th hour. 24th hour. Whatever. I I don't think that's it. The 25th hour? 25th hour? Maybe that's it. That's <laughs> anyway, so she actually ended up coming, and, and it, she couldn't have been nicer for doing that. So Very a big sweet. thank you to everybody who came to the show, all the guests, and Tommy it was Seller. a blast. If you haven't listened to the episode, it's the one right before this one. Check it out, because it was a great episode on top of having like amazing guests. Uh, we're still in the month of uh, of Halloween there, Andy. Yeah. And uh, before we get to our, our Halloween idea we have, uh, how was, your, uh, how was pe- your, your past week? It was good, man. I was coming off feeling great about the live show. I had such a fun time and uh, was away this weekend in Virginia, but managed to catch a bunch of movies that I watched in the past week. Uh, well, we actually, one that we uh, we wanted to talk about, Yeah, we both saw Mandy at this point. We finally both saw Mandy. You want to talk about that first? Sure. Uh, I loved it. Loved it. Uh, I like. I loved it. Dan St. Germain like is in love with it. Like, he, my, if you don't know Dan St. Germain, he's been on the show. He's a comic. He's hilarious. He defended he's like, one uh, of my best buddies. Not Goonies. The other one. Uh, uh, what did he defend? I can't remember. It was the Goonies versus episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Monster Squad. He defended. Yes. But anyway, uh, we saw it in my apartment, <laughs> dude. This movie is so good. We no, I've never done this before or after. We high fived. We high <laughs> when because I I realized this. There's some things you realize you love about movies as you as you get older, as you see more and more of it. You're like, I love certain formulas for movies. Revenge movies yeah. are amazing. I, I loved it, and this was like revenge mixed with uh, horror, mixed with gore, mixed with and it. But it also they threw. I think in the vein of. I'm not saying Stranger Things is the reason that this happened, but with the with the with the uh, uh, the release of Stranger Things like a couple years ago, I think 
authenticity in things from the past is really coming into its prime right now. Like, I think, like, I'll give you examples. Actually, it fits in, segues into perfectly into another movie I saw. Uh, Stranger Things nailed 1983. Like, mm-hmm. nailed it. The first season is, like, you watch it, and if you were alive then, right. it's how I remember it. Like, Absolutely, and, the and, look. And, yeah. The look of it, how the kids the act. The dress. The dress, everything, right? Everything is perfect. So I think since then, people have been trying to recreate that kind of stuff. And what an example is Mandy. Like, it, it looks yeah. 80s. It has a feel. But not just that. They took it to another level where it even has the writing uh, feel of, like, an 80s bad B-movie. Yeah. Cheddar Goblin is a perfect example. Do you remember oh, never, that? No. It was, Cheddar like, Goblin. the fake commercial, the Cheddar Goblin. It was the mac and cheese commercial. No, I never saw that. That he watches... I don't want to oh, give too much away. In the, in the movie, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah in the yeah, movie, yeah. and it's like a crazy, fucked up commercial where you're like, "Oh, that's so weird." Yeah, but if you remember watching TV as a little kid at the time, I was five, six years old in like '83, so I'm like, "That nailed it perfectly." I remember. Do you remember there was a commercial uh, from back then, Deep Dark and Delicious for chocolate? No, tr- I forget what, what brand of chocolate was, and it was. I think it was an old lady on the bench, and then she'd be like, "This chocolate's great," and there's a voice that goes, "Deep Dark and Delicious." <laughs> <laughs> and that was the commercial. It was the freakiest thing ever. But uh, but Mandy, how much does it nail? Like it's supposed to be I it's probably perfect. 84, 80, maybe. I think it's 83. I think it actually says uh, 83, so, right? Oregon, 1983. Uh, I I can't like I, I can't love revenge movies more. Um, we, we won't give you know, we'll give some stuff away about the movie. So yeah, if you, I don't want to give If you haven't much. seen it yet, check it out. We won't give away the ending. It's a revenge movie. You got Nicolas Cage. They nailed it, like yeah, as far as yeah. like, like, like. This is what I think. Nicholas Cage is going to be famous again because he really was perfect. He was perfect for this, and the reason he was perfect because you had a Nicholas Cage freakout scene, yeah, and it was a weird movie, and he barely said anything. But when he did, he nailed it. Like you were like, oh yeah, he can be a good actor when he wants. Dude's been in a Coen Brothers movie. They don't fuck around. No, like, no. He, if you go back and watch Raising Arizona, he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor. So it's like he did kind of get stuck in that, I don't know, how many, well, I don't even know what you want to call him. B-movies, maybe? Uh, well, yeah, I think he got like relegated. I think he has, I mean, like, he's really good at leaving Las Vegas, Something too. happened with his finances where he had to make as many movies as he could, oh, okay. but he lost a lot of money, I think, and maybe a divorce or something. Something okay. happened where he Just got going hit. Going through the paycheck. Going through the paychecks. This reminds you again. The guy can fucking act. Like he has a yeah, a freakout scene. He has like a I can't believe that just happened scene. So, but yeah, without giving anything, his wife gets abducted by his crazy cult, and then it's yeah. a revenge. You know, like him going after her. Yes, and I and, them. and it was like the um, horror gore version of that. Because there's other movies yeah. that are similar to this. Like there's actually a, a, another movie called Breakdown, which came out in the '90s. It's got Kurt Russell in it. Uh, it also has Jack Noseworthy, who was in. <laughs> uh, 21 and Dead or that show from MTV yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was a character he's also in the Brady Bunch movie as like the badass <laughs> but he's in it as like a guy who plays like he's slow but then he's really not and and JT JP JT Walsh is in it who died a great character actor he plays the mayor in Pleasantville okay uh, anyway same kind of thing where Breakdown is like almost like a light it's a w- way different movie but those types of things where like the guy comes back like Breakdown the, the guy's wife, they, they break down on the highway. They're in like a nice SUV. They get picked up by J.T. Walsh, who just seems like a nice t- truck driver. And he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll take you down to this town. You make a phone call, we'll come back, whatever. 
the lady never comes back. So finally, Carrot Russell, his wife is gone, so he has to go find out what's going on. So the whole movie is him trying to get his wife back. Yeah. Right? That's a different type of movie. But it's like... Similar plot. Revenge type yeah. thing. Like, it's like he's, he's you know, he's on the... I love that idea. It's this very simple story that I love because you, what you love is... It's almost like the video games of movies because when you you know when you have a video game you have like you have level bosses and you have like a big boss and that's exactly like they could make you could just make a straight up uh, video game out of Mandy because that's what you had you had the lower bosses and then you had the guy you got to at the end yeah 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 and then just more that's That's a great the more and the great thing about Mandy is like. The what happens when he's taking the revenge out? I won't give you details, but they just take it to an extreme that you're like, yeah, "Oh, this just tops all the other revenge movies because it's just like the gore factor." What uh, you know, the, 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 just the dialogue, everything. chaos. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just, <laughs> it just like, but in a really good way. Like you would, th- that is the type of movie that could get out of control really quickly. Like you could just lose focus or whatever. Oh no! But he, they, but it's they stick all to the formula in, of revenge, and it's yeah. all really well done. It looks beautiful. It's yeah. scored really well. It's like a controlled, really well. It's like a controlled trippy movie. Yeah. Because at one point he's tripping because there's a thing in the movie where oh, they trip man, out of some great drug use. And then you know what it's like? It's like it's basically uh, this is like porn for for dudes who work at Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. If you had a guy who worked at Hot Topic, I guarantee it's one of those. If he was to make a movie, this is the movie he would make. Yeah. <laughs> it's already his favorite number one of all time. Number one of this all time, a, no matter what. I'm going to see it again tomorrow in the theater. I watched it at home alone, yeah. and, and I, I want you. nobody had seen it yet. Like, right. you hadn't seen it yet. I'm like, so, I need to talk about this movie with somebody. And so I finally got my buddy Chris to watch it. Chris immediately went and watched uh, the director's first movie. After that, like, so he watched Mandy and then the second movie in a row. He's like, we got to go see this in the theater. Really? And it's working right down here near Ice. So, yeah, yeah. I'm What's going to see his it. first movie, yeah? It's Panos uh, Cosmatos is his name, and I can't remember uh, his first movie. Well, while, you know, it's funny. While me and Dan are watching it, I'm like, oh, this director has an issue with fat people because they have something happens to the fat kid in the movie. Yeah. And then they mention something else about being, like, too fat and whatever. And then I'm like, oh, he has an issue. And, and then uh, Sage Man's like, he's a really big, big guy. Oh, okay. He's a fat guy. Gotcha. So he has, that's his own, his, see, that's his, like his own uh, sure. anxiety is coming out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go see it in the theater again tomorrow, and I can't wait. What else did you see? Uh, I watched some weird ones. You know when you're on the road and you just catch weird stuff on TV during the middle of the afternoon? Oh, sure. A piece of Absolutely. Yeah. I saw The Shape of... Well, all right. I'll start with this. I saw uh, Waterworld, finally. I've never seen Waterworld. I've only seen clips of Waterworld. I just remember that at the time, in the mid-90s, it being so hyped up about the budget. Like yes. Because I think it, it might have been... Was it the first $100 million budget I or no? I think so. And yeah. it was maybe the most budgeted film of all time. And then, like, the returns were not nearly close to not what Not even it close. Back. And it was the... I think it was the point where Kevin Costner's career changed. Like the, I, yeah, yeah. I think that's what did it. A couple years after Field of Dreams, and then it was, I think it was? it was 95. Oh, then Field it was the Dreams. beginning no, of the Field end Dreams then. Maybe Field Dreams is earlier than I always think Field Dreams is 90s. But it was the beginning of the end then. Yeah, and he's fine at it. And here's the other thing. It's a, it's a fine movie. It's fine. It was good. I was genuinely like, all right, I'm going to watch this whole thing because I need to know what happens. It's an interesting take. See, that's it's- an interesting thing too, man. Sometimes these movies that bomb so badly and become famous for bombing aren't terrible movies. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, some, it, it, I didn't see it, but like, but honestly, I, I feel that way about Batman vs. Superman. People lost their minds about how bad it was, yeah. and it was so hyped down, I guess you could call it, because, right. because it was so like, oh my god, it was so bad. That when I saw it, I was like, it's not as bad as everybody's saying. Yeah, it's yeah. really not as bad as everybody's saying. It was so, fine. I actually enjoyed it. 
You did enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's – isn't Dennis Hopper's the Dennis bad Hopper's guy? Dennis the bad guy in it. It's got a cool, you know, post-apocalyptic. There's no land left anymore. And they all there's so there's like there's evil guys who live on the water. There's these guys who are drifters who are just kind of independents, which is what uh, Kevin Costner is. And then uh, he is one of the rare people who's adapted to the water world where like he's got like these small gills like he can breathe underwater. Oh, that's what did it probably. That's maybe, but it's not. Yeah, (laughs) I guess so. But I didn't. I didn't. How many years is it supposed to be? It's well into the future. Uh, okay, as well in the future. I'll tell you what that that okay, at least the science gets backed up that it's way. Not, it's not. It has to be like a thousand years in the future. A little couple gills behind his ears, so you don't like see him really. Okay, okay, okay. And he's just kind of a badass in that's it. That's kind of corny, and that's, <laughs> that's pretty bad. But it's not. It doesn't really play a huge factor in the movie. He's just one of the guys who was one can... of the uh, evol- He just evolved. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh when fuck you. Had... you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had it was until, good, dude. You it was fine up until Kevin Costner has gills. <laughs> Fair enough. I did not know that. I think maybe I knew that a long time ago. Also, the 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 title I think is why the movie. Bombed. Yeah, awful title. It is kind of an awful title, and they do use it as it's called. They go, oh, here in Waterworld. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, are, you <laughs> Andy, this is an awful movie. You no, just give me two awful. pieces of information. <laughs> Tell me it's a shitty movie. I would go. I would recommend it. I wouldn't say it's a terrible movie. Go. It was a perfect hotel room movie. I'm like, I've never seen this. I'm gonna try and prove everybody wrong, and I think it was a good movie. It's the perfect thing where you're already when you're lying weirdly on the bed, you're already (laughs) like, I'm not gonna move. I'm gonna totally watch this and just get fully involved in it. What else did you say? Uh, to stick with our water theme, I saw last year's Best Picture winner, The Shape of Water, which I had never seen before. Wow, you're really going with these, these gill, that was just a gill pure, type yeah, movies? It's just a pure coincidence. <laughs> it was okay. I mean, this chick totally fucks the frog man and yeah. a weird. It, they really. I didn't watch it because I'm, I was afraid that like there's the part like the, almost like the ET thing where they chase after the the the, the frog man. They totally do. That's yeah, exactly I hate what when that happens. happens though, I'm shocked that. I immediately was like, what were the other Best Picture nominees? And I was shocked at this one. Shocked. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, oh, because there was other... Yeah. There was like, Dunkirk was so much better. Uh, I can't think of the other ones right yeah. now, but it was just like, what the... F- Guillermo del Tormo directed it. It looks so nice. I mean, it itself oh wasn't God. that... Uh, it was fine, I guess. But uh, holy smokes. Because I like to give all the Best Picture nominations a chance. You know, it's like, well, you got the nominee for whatever reason, one way or the other. Um, so it's but, probably not a terrible movie. But from doing this podcast, we realize they yeah, fuck up yeah, a lot. That's true. That's true. It's, like, it, everything's political. Like, yeah. you know, we're living in a time where politics is taking over. Things, even things that aren't pol- like world politics are freaking, like, even show business, political. Yeah. Like, it's a popularity contest sometimes. Sometimes things get nominated because the guy, like, look at Departed, like, that was them paying Scorsese back. We've mentioned it before. Like, 100%. It happened. So I don't know my feelings. That's why when people go up, like you have that fame. There's a famous clip of 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 Jim Carrey, who now I kind of I have an issue with Jim Carrey now because I, I Hollywood was fine for Jim when he was making twenty million dollars a picture, but now he's going to comment on the state of show business. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why? Because you made a fucking bazillion dollars and you don't, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, yeah. it's funny what he did. It's him on the Golden Globes. On the Golden Globes, they have a clip. It must have been from like five years ago. Who knows when it was from? And he has the beard and he comes out and they go, now welcome a two-time Golden Globe winner, Jim Carrey. And he comes out on the clip and he goes, that's right, I'm two-time Golden Globe winner. Sometimes I, when I go to sleep at night, that's what I think about. 
I, I, when I go to sleep, I'm two-time Golden Globe, like saying like it doesn't matter. And he goes, and I go to bed every night dreaming about being three-time Golden Globe. It was funny, but I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Because when you were when you were coming up and you wrote that million-dollar check to yourself, <laughs> right. go fuck yourself. And being in show business, you know that there's like there's some people lie about them, you know, being endearing, like not not endearing, but like. Like not everything's very uh, uh, it is legit as far as people's like outlooks. Like everything, everything, even you think of somebody being real, it can be manufactured. And I think that's totally. manufactured. I think at this point now, I think he like, oh, I worried about work too much. And I'm getting older, but it's like, but fuck you, like admit, like oh, I care. Maybe he sure. did. Who knows? I don't know. He might have a book. Where but he maybe talks because about. you did worry that much is why you succeeded and achieved. Like that is yeah, a large part. I of the I think climb. so. So it's like, so don't sit there and go. And the thing that made you who you are, and 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 now it just bankrolls your family. You went from homelessness to now you're bankrolling 10 generations of your family. Yeah. You're going to go, yeah, let's shit on this thing. It's like, eh, come on, man. That's your, that's, that's that, 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 go, do what you want. It was funny. But in your head, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is just because it suits you now. Yeah. But if it was 93 and you wanted one of those fucking things because it made an extra million dollars, right. like, come on, dude, come on. Stop with the, with the artistry of whatever the fuck. Uh, anyway, so... I got two more uh, if you want to do Yes, yeah, two more. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll get mad about both of those. Uh, our buddy Joe List was raving about this movie last week, so uh, it was on and I gave it a watch on Netflix. Uh, it's a movie called The Overnight with Adam Scott and Jason Schwartzman. Do you know of it, Alex? Oh, yeah. I saw List and he was like, dude, you got to watch The Overnight. It's great. I never even heard of it. I never heard of it either. It's on Netflix? But List is a movie guy like us. It's on Netflix. Uh, I did not love it as much as Joe List loved it. But then again, he was coming off a of two-time watching. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll give it another chance. It's a funny hour and a half, all in, all out, just and- like kind of romantic couples comedy where one couple's this super progressive L.A. couple. Yeah. And they meet the other couples, their children playing together in the park. So they're like, come over to our house for dinner. You guys just moved here. Let's get to know each other. And then all this weirdness that's like, oh, we didn't think they were who they were. It's a comedy. It was fine. I didn't love it. Yeah. Quick watch on Netflix, though, if you want something like really? that. Really light. Uh, some funny parts I laughed out loud, but uh, Joe List loved it a lot more than I did. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and so, but it, it wasn't a, a moment where you were like, oh, I got this wreck, and then I, it, the movie blew me away. There was, Can you just say, you know what it was? <laughs> that's probably one of those things where like somebody wasn't expecting much from it, and they liked it a lot. I think so. Yeah. I think that's what Joe... But, then when you, but, but if you transfer it... If you're telling, if you're giving the wreck, then exactly, somebody, you're and expecting more. And yeah. I think here's the other thing too, which bodes to what you were saying, is he saw it in the theater, where it was like, oh, I went to a theater and got blown away by it, which is something a lot different than seeing something at home and getting recommended to you. It's like yeah. somebody recommended this to me, I could just watch it at home. You're gonna judge it a lot harsh, more harshly than you do sure. in the theater. Yeah, and I'm and I'm gonna watch it and be like. Oh, like if I if you if I stumble upon something, I'm like, oh shit, that was pretty great. There is a major difference. There yeah, is a theater going difference. That's why I can't wait to see Mandy tomorrow in the theater because if I love it even more, which is going to be hard. I'm I just kidding. hope that uh, uh, that Mandy that the IFC theater. How are the theaters? It's a little there? small, it's a little but shitty, that's yeah. all right. Whatever. What's and, the other one? Uh, Sicario Two, Day of the Soul of Die. Uh, how was it? Great. I loved it. I like those movies. It's a, like you said. It's a simple formula. You know what you're in for, yeah. and it's got Josh Brolin, Benicio Del Toro. You know what you're going to get from those guys. It's just going to be a good watch, and it was great. I loved it. Well, I'll tell you, uh, my, my other story about movie watching, uh, I saw, uh, before I get into it, me and Shane Torres, hilarious comic, been on the podcast, I believe, yeah, he's definitely been on the podcast. Right, Alex? Shane's been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, we're buddies. Super funny comic. Uh, and uh, we went to, we did spots at the same place last night. So I'm like, oh, let's go to a movie. We went to go see mid nineties. Yes, Jonah Hill's I'm directorial. I think it's the first thing he wrote and directed. Yeah, it's his whole. He's all in. I was listening to yeah. him talk about it earlier on Stern, and he is very passionate about it. Almost so where uh, he sold me on it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go see it. I like Jonah Hill. I've always been a Jonah Hill guy. I always root and pull for him. I, I think Jonah Hill's great. Yeah, I think too. Wolf of Wall Street uh, blows me away yeah, what Jonah Hill does yeah. in that movie. Uh, but I will tell you, there was a little story. And I want to get your both of your opinions on this. Me and Shane show up. We're just talking loud. It's a Monday night at the movie theater. There's two other people ahead of us. And we're just I – guess, I guess we didn't think – okay. We didn't – we weren't thinking about what was around us, whatever, right? So uh, we're going, oh, what do they got? We're looking at the board, and we're not really paying attention to what's around us. And then he mentions Halloween, and then uh, Shane goes, oh, my buddy saw it. He says it wasn't that great, right? <laughs> now, unbeknownst to us, there's two people paying for tickets at that moment yeah. for Halloween. And then we hear, like, hear noises from the dude, and I hear, we hear, the, and then I look down, and the dude's like, bah, we're, we're getting tickets for, like, like he's like, yeah, well, he's all frustrated. So I'm like, what? What happened? She goes, the girl's like, we're going, we're about to go see it. And I'm like, oh, sorry, we didn't realize you were there. Like, and, I, well, nor what difference does that fucking make? What difference does it make? And like, my friend heard, my friend didn't like it? Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck does that matter? Okay. My other friend loved it. So yeah, right. Exactly. Knows? exactly. That's what I said. So the guy keeps walking away. The guy walks away. I go, what are you getting so upset for? And the guy was walking away visibly upset. That's hilarious. Monday night in the movie theater, <laughs> visibly upset. He's walking around with the girl, and I'm like, "Buddy, it's okay. Don't worry. Don't get mad." I'm not trying. I'm trying to like do that thing where you're like, "Much no way that guy enjoyed the movie." <laughs> oh, there's no way he enjoyed the movie. <laughs> but if he would have just left it, blamed it, it all like, on you. If he would have been like, "Guys, we're about to see it," and then he had like, it was like a more of a affable, like fun little like, "Come on, I guess so." Broke our but I mean, a little it's... bit. I would have been okay with it not sending the words. Oh, I'm so sorry, and then left it at that. But he kept like mumbling shit. And I go, "Dude, what is the deal? Stop!" And yeah, then, you can't let. And then I go, you... "Oh, we'll go." And then and then. Right as they're walking to the to the to the escalator, we decide. Oh, we'll go see mid nineties. And from the back, you hear him go. I heard it sucked. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, whatever. So what I'm thinking is, did we? Yeah, and did, it's not gonna let me affect me at all. Yeah, did we step o over a line? Not at all. What do you think, Alex? It's him. No. Definitely not. Not right. You know I me. Mean? You don't read one review or a critic or a Yelp or a Rotten Tomato or anything before you go see a movie. I do that all the time. I still make my own opinion up yeah, about it. One random schlub is like, yeah, my 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 friend didn't like it. You know, what if I'm anything, like, I would have looked at you and been like, look at him. He doesn't know what he's talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, but no, chubby guys you always have to trust. Cause That's true. Watch a lot of movies. Um, oh, come on! What a complete overreaction. Isn't that a total overreaction? Completely. So whatever. I want to. I want to tell us. I'm like. I'm like. I think so a little bit. But I was like, but he's, if he would have just been like, ignored it, that would have been a different story. But he like made a point of making, huffing and puffing. And I'm like, oh, you're just I can't believe he shouted back. I, oh, that's funny. Shouted back. I heard so. So we went to go see mid 90s. Uh, I just thought of it this way. We don't have to talk about, um, Alex, you might have to cut this part out. We don't have to talk about mid 90s. You're going to go see it. I am going to go see it, probably. So you, I shouldn't talk about it. Though. Okay. That's fair. All right. Did you like it? I'll still go see it. <laughs> yes, but I have reasons why I like okay, it. Okay, because, yeah, it's got a lot of the elements that, from what I've seen, I've watched the trailer, I've heard Jonah Hill talk about it, uh, that I came up with. I was a mid-90s kid. I was in 95, let's say. I was 16 years old. I was, you know, in that kind of skateboarding, rollerblading culture, uh, hip-hop, and a lot of that stuff. Same so here. So it's like, I'm just interested. So I, I, My worry is that it's like... 
a little kids ish, but I don't think it will be. Oh, kids, 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 the movie. The movie. All right, let's do the uh, meat, the meat part of the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I thought this is it actually kind of works. We're gonna name this episode Sean versus Scary Movies. I have to make. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed when I do this. I don't watch a lot of scary movies. I've seen classic ones. I've yeah. seen The Exorcist a long time ago. But uh, The Shining, I like, but I've only seen it like once or twice, maybe, and that was years ago. So one of those things where I don't know them because I'm like, I always think I'm going to get so freaked out by some of these movies. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I think a lot of the fun about horror, scary movies and horror movies is you know when the jumps are coming, you know when the scary parts are coming, and if still, if it's a good movie, it's you're still going to go out. back and watch it out. Like, that's The Exorcist for me. That's The Shining for me. And here's another fun part, I think. If you haven't seen these movies in a while, they're still going to be scary. Like, if it's been a while. I watched The Exorcist a couple weeks ago for the first time, just because it's on... Once October hits, yeah. all the channels just show all the scary movies. Right, right. And... I hadn't seen it in a few years, and Which I was October. like, I forgot how scary it is. Oh, no, it's it's a, a brilliantly made movie, and yeah. it's, it's, it's super, super scary. Uh, but what you call it? Um, but no, the, my point is this. So I don't see many, so I'm like, we were trying, earlier, full disclosure, we're trying to figure out what to do versus this and the other thing. So then I saw a list online that was like 20 scary movies for people who – I mean 20, 20 Halloween movies for people right, right. who don't like to be scared. Yeah. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> I don't like to be scared. Because I always ask people like, dude, I won't watch certain movies. Like even like – all right, Human Centipede. A lot of people won't watch Human Centipede because it's I've a gross-out it. movie. It's not scary. It's just a gross-out movie. That, that's why I don't like a lot of the the torture porn, they call it. The yes. gore, the saws. The saws. Yeah, I won't watch that. I've seen Hostile. I have never seen Saw because there's just that that overt torture. I can't do it. I just can't watch it. And I love horror movies. I love psychological thrillers. I like thrillers more than I like horror movies. Like I'll, I'll, I'll watch thrillers. I loved Hereditary. That, you know, that like just I, I haven't seen, but I've heard that people got so freaked out it's by that. It's a scary-ass movie without the, you know, uh, guys drilling in his nose. Like, yeah, with a, yeah. Stuff like that. But I'd love to. Let's go over. I want to get uh, our opinions on the 20. Okay, great. Um, so we're going to call it Sean versus Scary Movies this episode <laughs> because I'm too much of a puss to, like, know about the, the, the real, real scary movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it, what's the title of it again, Alex? It's called Best Not Scary Halloween Movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. It so might as well be called Sean Donnelly's list. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll count it down. You want to count it down? Yeah, let's do it. All right, all right. Let's, let's do it. What was that? <laughs> that was like that was like Alex Travolta. All right, Chachi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Number uh, uh, twenty. <laughs> First one, Practical Magic. And that's funny. Andy will appreciate this. Nick DiPaolo always uses that as like a stock reference. I practical don't even know magic. Practical magic. Yeah. Oh, it's with Sandra Bullock, and it has Stocker Channing in it. Oh, okay. It's from the '90s. I just, you know, what's so funny about this? I just saw parts of it for the first time, and it's like the quintessential like like woman's yeah, yeah. Halloween. There's always movies about like women like putting spells on guys. Oh, I, every yeah, girl I know, Hocus Pocus is they yeah. all. Love. You probably won't see that anymore because now it's kind of turned the page. Like. I think back in the day, what was antiquated was like girls being like, "Why won't he like me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to this truth right. sayer to find out. Or I'm gonna put, go to this wizard to find out if <laughs> he can put a spell on this guy so he'll like me." But now they're everybody's more in control, so they're like, you know, they have the whole 
the whole movement of like, hey, I don't need this guy to like me. I'm going to fucking take charge myself, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, you know what's funny? You actually say that because a lot of the original OG slasher films, it ends up a woman is the lone survivor and the strongest one to come out of like the group. If you watch a lot of the Friday the 13th or, yes. you know, like it's, yeah. it's a woman yeah. who prevails. Or look at video games. Metroid. A woman the whole time. Remember yeah. Metroid from yeah, Nintendo? Yeah. It was a woman. Uh, what's uh, the next one? All right. The next one is Happy Death Day. I've never heard of this. Before. Oh, I uh, heard this was good. Day. I never yeah, saw it. Never saw Wait, it. That, I thought that would be scary. I don't know. It says, imagine if Groundhog Day ended in murder every single time. That's oh, happy yeah, Day. yeah. It's almost like um, <laughs> a Final Destination, but with murder. Right. Well, actually, Final Destination has murder as well, so it's the same thing. All right, what's next? Uh, Death Becomes Her with Meryl Streep. Oh, that's just a straight-up comedy. Yeah, that doesn't even a. F- that's the one yeah, where Meryl Streep is real soft. That one was famous for like the, the crazy makeup jobs. They they twist Meryl Streep's head. When you really think about it, it was like prime Meryl Streep is famous time. So it's a big deal. It's almost like whenever they whenever they do a bunch of makeup on a Hollywood star, there's always a news story about it. Like when they put like uh, when what's his name was the Grinch when Jim Carrey Jim was Carrey. the Grinch and they're like you're covering up. You're paying twenty million dollars to make the biggest movie star in the world green. And like it's a big deal. They're like you, like it's yeah. all. That's the business part yeah, of it, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Death becomes her. I I saw it a long time ago. I remember it being just kind of shitty. I don't think I've seen anyone on this list yet. Okay, let's go. Yeah, because you watch real manly <laughs> movies, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching the scary. All right, go ahead. This is one of my all-time. I should have said manly. Oh, really? Scary. What? This is one of my all-time favorites. Beetlejuice. Oh, oh come on! Favorites, yeah. yeah. Oh come on, Beetlejuice. Absolutely. That should be, how is that num- number number one on this list? I don't think it's any particular order because oh, this okay. should be like definitely. Top I thought it was like five, a countdown order. It's yeah, not cause, that scary because the next one should be number one for me. Oh, Beetlejuice is one of the quintessential Halloween movies that is not scary. It's true, actually. Is there a scary part of Beetlejuice? I feel like there's like a couple um, of parts that are like... I watched it when I was super young. It kind of scared me a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton brings kind of almost such a comedic take on his character. It's yeah. hard to be... I guess some of the imagery, the Tim Burton imagery in like Hell can be scary. It's funny what things uh, scare you when you're little. Like I remember I used to get scared by... There used to be a McDonald's commercial by when yeah. they had the moon singing with sunglasses on, <laughs> and there was Mac Tonight. That's what it was called, like a big Mac yeah, yeah. Tonight. And I remember they would give out sunglasses with meals that had the little moon guy on them, and I was scared of the. Right. It was so freaky. Yeah, because it was the moon with the face and, and sunglasses, and he'd be at the piano, and he was in a tuxedo, but it just freaked me out for some reason. That. Me. And Large Marge from oh uh, yeah, Large Marge, totally. that scared me. Large Marge, you don't expect me. that when that happens. Uh, All right, this is your. This is what you think should be number one, Alex. Yeah, yeah which one is that? I think should be number one. Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yeah scared me as a kid. Uh, yeah, it's scary. And it just became beloved. Even that the the librarian part scary. It's actually legitimately scary. The it has some part. suspenseful parts where it's just like you don't know what could be around the next corner. Scares. The sequel has one of the best Bill Murray lines ever which in the world. One? Uh, they, you know, in the sequel, they get the Statue of Liberty. So they, they, they use the ooze on yeah, the yeah, Statue of, of Liberty, and the so they can, like, they can the, spread positivity, uh-huh. so they can break the shell of like that, whatever that evil stuff is. The ooze, yeah, the ooze. But they, they turned it positive, whatever. So they, they're, they're in the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Vank, on a Vankman, one of the other ones goes, I don't know if she can take all this pressure, you know, whatever. We're in the water, we're in the water, or something like that. And then, uh, and then Bill Murray goes. She and this is they're in, and it's Statue of Liberty. She goes, he goes. She can take it. She's a harbor chick. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things ever. He's got, uh, he's got one of my favorite moments in uh, 
But you can just show how subtly brilliant Bill Murray is when the EPA guy comes in the first one, who, by the way, has a complete, totally legitimate gripe with whatever. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Know? He was right. That's um, he goes, I don't want to know what you're doing back there. And they're like, no, can't go back. It's like, well, no, he needs the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's his job. Right. Yeah. And uh, also, that's the guy, that's the reporter from Die Hard. Yes, it is. It's, uh, his, he's, he's famous. So just a f- most famous ginger. I know. He's, yeah. He's always got a big red beard and hair. He played a rapist on he just, SVU one day. He just goes, uh, you know, I'm uh, from the EPA and we'd like to know, uh, what you're doing back here. Bill Murray just goes, great. He goes, well, from the EPA. Bill Murray goes, great. How's it going down there? Just, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, what's the next one, bud? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, yeah. this is almost like split people back in the day. Like, uh, yeah. ever, were you ever a fan? <laughs> no. Susan Sarandon's so hot. It's just so a music, musical. Yeah, she is hot, but like musicals for me don't really do it. Tim Curry I love. Tim Curry's great. I can... It was like a bad movie see. that it just became popular after a while. But if it on this list, I can see how it applies. Absolutely. Next. What We Do in the Shadows, which is turning into a TV series. Great movie. Great, great movie. Yeah, I never movie. saw it. This is from... I, Fly the I tried guy. out. Yes, it's yeah. the same writer-director who did... Uh, it's uh, Jermaine uh, Clement. He did... No, but he the guy who directed... He did Thor Ragnarok. Oh, really? So it's right. got that same tone, but it's like all vampires. And there's one vampire is like 5,000 years old. And then there's like a current temporary vampire. It's super funny, and it's really good. It's I auditioned in- to play their neighbor. A, a guy named Sean, who's a firefighter <laughs> from Staten Island. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What We Do in the Shadows is really. Yeah. I got to check it out. Yeah. Very funny movie. Really good. Next. Edward Scissorhands. Ah. Oh, yeah. That's two Tim Burton's on this Burton. list. Tim Burton was like the king of that stuff. Because he also, like, Batman Returns has a Halloween vibe to it. Yeah. I Nightmare mean, Before Christmas. The, yeah. This Was this Vincent Price's last on screen? I think it might have been. Yeah. I think it, it was. was yeah. Great. So. Old Vincent Price. Yeah. Um, I, Edward Scissorhands is like. Not scary at all, just sad. Yeah. It's such a sad movie. Totally. Everyone says their hands. There's a movie that you watch when you're little that really kind of teach you how to have empathy. This is one of them. I think this, this, if I have to remember, not that I'm saying I didn't have, I was like a sociopath or something, but like, it, I don't think, I think it may, it, like the things that make you feel like you feel them so much more when you're feeling for them for the first time, not to be lame about it, but like. Watching that, I remember feeling so bad for Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of teaches you a lesson. Like, you shouldn't... He's different. You shouldn't treat him different. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, Yeah, totally. That's why I love movies so much, I guess. Uh, what's next? Witches of Eastwick, which I've never seen before. Uh, I never... Okay. I, that was like... For me... What do you think? Sorry. Uh, no, it's it's all right. I, I watched it not long ago, just because I think I started it years ago and never seen how it resolved itself. Uh, it's fine. It's like... It's got a great cast, but... Great cast, but I think it was one of those movies that when we were little... What was it? You were like, oh, it's an adult movie. Yes, yes. perfectly put. Yes, and then yeah, I saw it and as an adult. No, and no, like, eh. and I, I never. And then when you become an adult, I never went like, oh shit, I got to catch up by watching *Witches of Eastwood*. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, what's next, bud? Next, *Shaun of the Dead*. Love, great, love. great movie. Love. I love zombie movies. I love, I like zombie a lot. That's my thing more than I like the remake of *Dawn of the Dead*. I think that's the remake, right? Uh, it's got to be the one that they have the, in the, the mall. Parody. Uh, no, no, no. We know. Sh- no, there is a Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, there's there Dawn is, of the Dead yeah, remake. Is, yeah, I love that one. I think it's great. Uh, I love. I love movies where they they like you have to up the ante on how you take care of the situation. That's why I love revenge ones because it's like yeah. how do they get back? Like Man on Fire. Like how he gets back. Yeah. As I, like I was saying before about revenge movies, and this is like all the different creative ways that you can kill a zombie. You know, Shaun of the Dead does a bunch of great ones. You know, like and then they. I also I like how they like. You know, he keeps the buddy around at the end, and it's fucking such a great movie. Yeah, great movie. Uh, and I saw a picture of him. It's so funny because 
That was my yeah. That's my fr- your first exposure to Sean. Uh, what's his name? No, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is they make is great that movie. movies too. Paul's a good movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, they make they're a good team. Hot Hot Fuzz. I wasn't. As I, I didn't into love. Kind of a weird thing to it. But uh, but but I saw a picture of him recently. I'm like, oh yeah, he's probably like close to fifty years old, or like he's probably around my age. Like maybe he's like forty five or something. But I think of him as Sean of the Dead because I just. Yeah, still yeah. have that picture, like you know, quality uh, flick. Yeah, cool poster too. Yeah, yeah next one. Uh, the next one is Adam's Family. Oh, a movie I love. I liked it when I was a kid, but I, I never saw it out. Is it really? Yeah, it still holds up. It's also has a, a great, it was like the phenomenal cast. It was like a good uh, uh, when they you know putting the show to what do they call it? Uh, uh, you know. A, yeah, it was when they, re, when they, they an adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, couldn't think of the word adaptation. <laughs> so you know, from TV to the movies, it was just a, a real. I think it was the first one of those like quality versions of that done. Uh, perfectly cast, and it was perfectly a, cast, perfectly cast, and it was yeah. And Jonathan Houston as Morticia is like insane. Perfect. Uh, I think it's a it's a very clever movie the way they do it. Um, just uh, all the characters, the way they twist the story to make uh, Uncle Fester. Become like uh, just a normal dude, but oh, he yeah. becomes like it was very. Yeah, I just loved. I really like it. I've watched it not too long ago. Really, as an adult, been like, oh, this it. is a great movie. I haven't seen it in twenty years. The set, the Adams Family Values, does is just garbage. But then, yeah, Adams Family, very great. Mo- I love it. What What else is next there, Alex? Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, a, a little dated, even. Just be. I don't know. I saw it as a kid. I, Which I remember one? my aunt takes uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. Loved it, loved it. It's, it's dated, Just the but whole eat me. And I, anything I loved. with Rick Moranis, I'll dig. <laughs> yeah. Love Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis and Bill Murray. My dad, one of my dad's favorite scenes ever was the uh, the Bill Murray uh, 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 dentist scene with Steve Martin yes. when he goes in and he's just a sadist or he's a masochist, whatever, and he goes, and as he has the stuff in his mouth, he goes, it's your professionalism that I respect. <laughs> me and my dad used to do that back and forth. I have a very nostalgic connection with Little Shop of Horrors. My, Next. Uh, I do too. My aunt took me to see the play on Broadway. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. When oh, I was in like mid eighties. Uh, next is Casper. Eh, no, take it or leave next. it. Next. Uh, next one is Labyrinth. Oh, that could be scary to kids. Yeah, people forget about Labyrinth. I people have a fondness for it. I go back. I don't know if you re- if you watch it recently, it's not great. No, but people do love the. Uh, uh, what's the word when you think love so- love something from your youth? A nostalgia. Nostalgia. Thank you. I just said the word three minutes ago. I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, I remember, like, my sister, I think, loved Labyrinth. Or, like, I feel like at that time in the 80s or whenever it came out, like, 15-year-old girls loved it. Yeah, I totally. Think, I think that, that's kind of how I felt about that movie. And R.I.P. Uh, David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I holy throw, shit. I tried to make up a laugh to hide my <laughs> dumb fuck. What's next, buddy? We got time for two more. Uh, two it's more. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, classic animation, but yeah. nothing, absolutely nothing. You don't see much of that anymore. Like I, you know, you know where it's like prime time cartoons. Yeah, yeah. That like like that that are like done like events like that. You know, uh, what's next? Caroline. I've never heard of it. Or never heard of it. Yeah. No, let's go to the next one. All right. Uh, Halloween Town. I don't know. Never heard either. of it. That's it. 
That's, all That's the list? Yeah, it's the list. Was Halloween Town the number one? Did we go in exact order? We didn't go in any order. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't go in any order, but yeah. Halloween Town. That I don't sounds, know. Sounds like a very Maybe that'll be my project for next week. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We have to get out of here, but uh, anything you want to plug there, Andy? Uh, I can't remember my dates right now. AndyFiori.com for all my tour dates and uh, Andy Fiori, at Andy Fiori on all my social media. Come see a show. Please, yeah, just listen to the podcast. Or if you have Sirius XM, you can listen to my show uh, every Thursday at 4 p.m. live. Uh, it's The Raw Report. And uh, Sean's been on a million times. And uh, yeah, come say hi if you see us out and about. And I'm at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. We are on Showbrew Studios. That's showbrewstudios.com. They have a YouTube page, they have an iTunes page. Email us if you have opinions about the podcast. Let us know. Uh, yeah, we need mo- some more verses. D- what? We need some more verses. We need some more verses. Defendyourmovie at gmail.com. Uh, we're also, follow us on Twitter. Same thing, Defend Your Movie at, uh, on Twitter. Also, what's up, Alex? Check out Sean's appearance on The Daily from Friday. <laughs> Check out Sean's <laughs> appearance from The Daily. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, um, yeah, subscribe. Tell your friends of the podcast. Review, review, review. If you dig the podcast, review it. If you don't, keep it to yourself. <laughs> keep it to yourself, you bunch of bums. No, I'm kidding. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And good morning.